Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. We are continuing our writing month, our mm-hmm. themed month. We're, we're doing themes these days. <laughs> and we are going to be talking today about writing challenges. And what was kind of interesting is that kind of inspired this is that we did a podcast about, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like number 328, if I have my notes are correct here. It was about using reading challenges to help kind of drive your readers to be you know, towards some accomplishment and using right. this challenge as kind of a, a way to drive or, you know, incentivize uh, a young reader on moving through. And so today we wanted to talk about using these time-based challenges. And this is something that we see, you know, across the board in almost every type of application, whether it is like a fitness challenge or I want to eat in a certain way or I want to do a certain workout for 30 days and whatnot. The reason why time-based challenges are, you know, so useful is that, you know, obviously they're bounded by, you know, start and end date, mm-hmm. um, and they tend to be uh, shorter, shorter in duration. I always like the joke that, you know, almost anyone can do anything for thirty days. <laughs> you know, we can read a book, we can, you know, no matter how busy our schedule is, we can work, you know, we can work out for thirty days, or we can change our eating habit for 30 days. It's yeah. it's something that feels accomplishable. Right. It's like a small time commitment. Exactly. Yeah. Like you could actually do that. Yeah. And what I like about it is because it is bound by time, that is something that we think is achievable. You can apply this to, you know, being able to complete a project. Um, if it's a, if it's like a craft or an art project that you've wanted to do or an outdoor project or a workout goal or whatever it might be, it's something you can complete in that time frame. Another thing too is, is that it helps you work on a larger project because it is bound by say 30 days. And today we're going to be talking about a 30 day challenge. Um, it allows you to work on a larger project, cut and slice that project up across 30 days so that at, by the very end, you have something that you've finished. And it's, mm-hmm. it goes with that great joke, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Right. And, and this is the very much the same way whenever you're doing some type of challenge, it's trying to get you to do it and accomplish that thing steady state over a certain period of time. Right. And hopefully with a lot of these challenges, the goal is that you're creating a habit yeah. and you're showing yourself that you can do whatever that is, whether it's that you can make time to work out or that you can write a page a day or whatever mm-hmm. it is that, yeah. you know, you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. And then like, for example, I have daily goals of, uh, of writing every day. I have daily goals of drinking enough water. A lot of us are, you know, chronically dehydrated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to work out five times a week. And so we'd like to have these like recurring daily goals of, you know, we do 7,000 or 10,000 steps a day, right? These are mm-hmm. habits that we wanted to instill. And, and doing something over the course of a month can help you learn how to achieve 
you know, a habit, something that you can come to, you know, on a daily basis. Another thing too is, is it's 30 days allows you to try something new. If you are wanting to journal or you want to die, do a diary, um, you want to learn how to be a poet and you want to write poetry every day. This could also be something like drawing. As we had our interview earlier this month with Jeannie, you know, she was very clear that writing does not have to be you know, writing words, it can be a graphic novel. And if your young learner wants to write graphic novels or they want to illustrate short stories, drawing may be the actual, you know, the outcome of, of doing your writing, right? Having to write and draw pictures for, you know, a graphic novel is a good example of that. What if they want to increase their vocabulary? They want to learn new words every single day. What if they want to write in another language? Oh, this month I want to learn to learn Spanish so that I can write poetry in Spanish. You know, we, we have strange goals. Who, who knows right. what it might be? Right. I met a homeschool girl this, this weekend who, who's who been studying Russian yeah. and she now wants to study Arabic. Yeah. And so she's got like both of these and she wants to be an engineer with a linguistics minor. <laughs> and I was like, why the Russian and Arabic? Why, why all these pieces? And she was like, just because she thought that would be so interesting. And so I think it's cool, you know, the idea of like, oh, I want to learn enough Spanish so that I can write poetry in Spanish. It sounds like... Oh, okay, that's several steps, but that might be your child's goal is to yeah. do something that's several steps. And we like to, as homeschoolers, we like to really think outside the box. Exactly. And and as, as Jeannie helped to teach us is that writing does not have to be something that you do in front of a computer or doesn't have to necessarily be something that um, you do on like a legal pad. It can be a lot of different forms. The, the act of storytelling, the act of being critical thinking the act of writing and organizing your thoughts is the act of writing. Um, we can embrace different types of medium that our you know, young learners may want to choose. Um, so enter in the NaNoWriMo. So what is NaNoWriMo? Um, this is an, an event that is done every single year in the, in the month of November. NaNoWriMo is an acronym for National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. And in this challenge, people all across the world um, engage in an effort to write a novel. And this is just basically the framework of a massive writing challenge. And I know, according to the statistics of last year, over 400,000 people um, engaged in this. And I know that number is actually low because those are the people that went into their website to say that we are part of the program. I know for a fact that like, 30 of the writers in my writing group all engaged in NaNoWriMo last year, and they did not log into that website to you know, say that they're gonna write a book in a month. What this is is a great example of a writing challenge that people all around the world, potentially millions of writers, use to generate an entire novel in one month. And this is basically 50,000 words. And you know what is 50,000 words? It's about 230 pages of 230 page novel most three or 400 page you know, paperbacks that you see at like the grocery store, those are in the 70, 80, 85,000 word range. So these guys are writing a shorter, smaller novel. And what they do is they break up writing that 50,000 word novel across 30 days. And what that works out to be is roughly 1,700 words a day. And what is 1,700 words a day? That's about six pages of a book. So if you can imagine reading like a you know, I'm looking over here, a Stephen King book, right? If you open up that page, it has about 280 to 300 words on a page. And you can imagine writing five or six of those pages every single day for 30 days. And at the end, you hope to have a novel that is finished. It's about 50,000 words. 
Um, so that is the structure of, of the writing event. Now, why is this important? This is a great example of, of a writing challenge that we can get behind. And, and what's great about this is that it's not just for adults writing books. You know, obviously they said they had about 400,000 people engaging in this. They also had 85,000 students every single year engaging in the same writing challenge. Now, were they engaged in writing a novel at 50,000 words? Absolutely not. A lot of these writers, these, these younger writers, were writing smaller um, fiction, like maybe 10,000 words or 20,000 words. The goal is, the idea is, is that you set a goal for the month, and then you go ahead and chop that up into many, many little pieces, and then you get to achieve whatever the writing goal is. So if you're, re if you're a writer, say, in elementary, you have late elementary, okay, maybe you're writing 100 words a day, or you're writing a short story every day, or you're doing one page of a graphic novel every day, whatever that might be. Your, your writer has gotten a challenge, has an overarching goal, and they're going to go ahead and uh, chop this up into pieces. What's cool about NaNoWriMo is, is that it is a, um, in the writing community, it is a major event. People start talking about NaNoWriMo in like August. <laughs> we still like in my writing group. Which we, is why we're talking about this it. This is why we're talking about it. <laughs> it is one of the things we start talking about, hey, what where are the NaNoWriMo events? Where are the writing events? Are you going to start doing planning? Because even in NaNoWriMo, you don't just start on November 1st and start writing a novel. They actually have explicit time periods in, in September and October where you're beginning to think about the novel that you're going to write. You're thinking about whatever your goal is. And I've engaged in NaNoWriMo for the last six years or so. And each year it's different. It's okay. I'm going to write an entire novel in the year in in the month, and I'm going to do the challenge. Another year, it is well. I have an existing novel that I'm working on, and I want to finish it, right? And I'm going to use this month as a as a push to get you know to the end, or hey, I'm going to write a short story every single day. Um, whatever the challenge is, whatever whatever you want it to be, you can fit it into this event. And what's great about it is is that while you're doing this event. And you've done the planning in September and October leading up to November, you can then go ahead and engage with it. And there's a huge community of people that are doing this event as well. And what's really nice about it is that there are events geared towards students, adults who are writing um, at libraries and actually writing events at like bookstores or coffee shops. Um, there will be events in your local area that are geared towards this. Well, they will allow you to come into the, the event. You'll sit down with your laptop, put your headphones on, and you get to write um, during this time frame. And a lot of times it's a couple hour window. I know a lot of libraries will open up um, writing rooms that where you're able to go in there and work on your, your work. And, and again, they don't care what you're writing. They don't care. They're not sitting there sta standing over your shoulder watching what you're reading. They just want to bring people in. Um, who are engaging in this act of a massive writing challenge. So you could think about like these these writing challenges that we, these reading challenges that we talked about in a previous podcast that we see at these libraries. This takes it to a whole nother level and this is a writing challenge and it is massive. I mean this is a big event and I know a lot of people who maybe don't write books or are not in the writing communities probably have never heard of NaNoWriMo, but it is a massive event every single year that is well known within the writing community um, that people engage in all the time. So as we talked about before, you know, does NaNoWriMo have to be about writing? You know, no, absolutely not. It's an example of a goal-based challenge that we can use for basically any creative endeavor. And I really want you to think about 
expanding it just beyond writing because it doesn't have to always be about writing. Um, you can do it in any other type of creative endeavor. And we talked about, you know, drawing or, or, or something that maybe feeds into a writing effort. Um, it just has to be something you do every single day. Now, how does this apply to our young children and these young writers that we have that we're trying to cultivate? First thing, we need to put together a writing chart. Um, you know, find your goal, whatever it might be. Pick a genre that your your young learner wants to work in. It could be nonfiction. It can be poetry. They can write short stories, do art for, for writing, graphic novels, whatever it might be, sewing. Uh, it could be, you know, learning a language, you know, obviously we were trying to focus on writing, but it can be any type of creative endeavor. And I really, really encourage people to, to really explore the different types. Next thing is you want to set an overarching goal. I think for our younger learners, you got obviously want to gauge like, you know, what would you do for a first grader? What would be the expectations of a daily task or a daily habit? And then set that goal, you know, maybe for our daughter, if we want to do, you know, if she wanted to do NaNoWriMo with her dad. Maybe she's writing a short story a day from a word prompt and daddy's sitting there typing it for her. Or maybe she is, you know, coloring a picture for, you know, something, you know, one of her favorite short stories that we, we read to her. Or if we're doing like a 30 short mythology stories, depending on where we are with our ancient civilizations, maybe we pick up a book about um, ancient mythology and she's drawing a picture for the story that we're doing every single day. You know, something creative like that and really find out what where your learner is and meet them where their challenge can be. I always like the challenge to be a little bit of a stretch because I don't like challenges that are easy to obtain because a lot of times with the challenges, we're trying to improve ourselves and what we're doing. And I, I, always, I always like to go just a little bit beyond. I don't like to overshoot the goal. Like, oh, I'm going to write 100,000 words in a month. That's a very difficult task and I don't think it's realistic for a lot of people. And I even think for most writers, the 50,000 word goal is actually very high. I used to write at a, a 1500 word, 1400 word clip and I did that for almost a year and it was very difficult. And this is asking you to do it at 1700 words a day. It could be very stress inducing. So I would always say like maybe start a lot lower, even if they're trying to, if you have say, you know, an ambitious high schooler who says, I want to write the novel. I want to do 50,000 words. Maybe they can write a novella that's at 20,000 words, something a little bit more obtainable, or maybe just doing a thousand words a day or 750 words a day, a little bit easier to obtain. And they get something at the end of it. Really, really work on what is obtainable, but a little bit of a stretch. I think that's always a good, a good goal for most people. Once you have that end goal, obviously you just want to break that up into 30 pieces. So maybe they want to do, you know, 90 drawings and they want to do three drawings a day for their for their little novel uh, graphic novel or whatever it might be um, maybe they want to write two poems a day they want to write a short biography on a famous person uh, another kid might want to do um, a lego build for some short story that they've read that you're reading every single day you, you said okay hey, sweetie we're going to do 30 short stories um, i'm going to read two, one to you every single day and you're going to make a lego character that's in the short story, whatever it might be, who knows? Um, be creative, have fun with it. Um, next thing is to give your space, give yourself space to recover. Once you get into the challenge, you're invariably gonna have a, a rough day or you're gonna have something come up. Um, most notably in, in the American holidays, um, that November is the month of Thanksgiving. And very often you have multiple days where you're getting together with family. How are you gonna get 1700 words in when you're, you know, eating a bunch of turkey on, on that mm -hmm. Thursday 
and then you're watching, you know, the Michigan game on Saturday and uh, they beat Ohio State and you're an Ohio State fan. And how am I going to get 1700 words in <laughs> with Michigan beating Ohio State yet again? Um, you know, what are you gonna, how are you going to cope with that? So you got to be able to give yourself time to recover. It is if you fail the day, it's okay. Recover the next day. Or what's even more important, if you foresee a day that is going to be, you know, you're going to lose a day, uh, whatever your challenge is, work a little harder in the days leading up to that. And that is something that when you, when you, when the writers are working in NaNoWriMo, they are thinking about their, their achievement on a daily basis, but they're also trying to bank a little bit. <laughs> I always, I, whenever I, I used to do it, I used to be like, oh, okay, if I get an extra 200 words, great. That's a little plus I have. So if the next day, if I fall a little short, no problem. I'll, I have a couple hundred words that I can bank and, and, and pay forward. So if you could think about like your young learner, hey, you know, Timmy, or you're going to do two poems a day. Maybe one day you'll do three and you'll have an extra poem in case you have a rough day, you know, Thursday or, or if we're really, really busy because it's Nana's birthday or something of that nature. And we're going to go and you're not going to have enough time to do that. Think about um, giving yourself that space to recover. So like, oh, I can't draw today. Maybe I'll draw on Saturday and make up for it, right? That type of thing. Um, the next thing is, is that even though NaNoWriMo is a monthly challenge, it's not, not everybody makes it to the end. And I know countless number of authors who have tried to do NaNoWriMo and they don't make it to the end. They actually can't get the 50,000 words and they feel like they have failed. <laughs> and And that is a big thing that I always want to stress to people is that whenever you're doing any type of challenge, like a writing challenge or reading challenge, it's okay to fail because you tried and you, you made the effort. And as long as you made a good, you know, a good faith effort, it's okay to fall a little bit short. Like for example, we talked about Thanksgiving. That could be a big, you know, maybe you're traveling to another side of the country and you're not going to be able to do all this work and, and get your words in. It's okay. Um, I always like to have a backup goal. So if your goal is to say 50,000 words, have an intermediate goal of 25,000 words that you can celebrate if you reach um, kind of an intermediate goal. And that's the other thing too, is you want to celebrate your intermediate goals. A lot of people, when they are doing these type of challenges that are extensive like this, like 50,000 words, they celebrate every 10,000 words. Like, man, I got one, I'm one fifth of the way. I'm two fifths of the way. I'm three fifths of the way. And at the end of the month, if you fall short at like 42,000 words, you didn't fail you have 42,000 words that you wrote and you got pretty close to the end. You did a great job. That's amazing. Most people could not do that. And I think that one of their statistics was they had like four or 500,000 people participate and they only had about 280,000 people who actually were able to finish the challenge. And I know that that's even true beyond that. Like the million, probably the million authors that go and attempt this type of writing challenge every year. I would say one in one in five, one in you know two and five actually finish the challenge. It's a it's a very daunting challenge. I mean, to actually do it, it's it's a very tough thing. And I know on some of the writing forums, I see people posting their their you know what's your word count at? How, where are you in the challenge? And some people are stressing they're short. It's okay if you can push all the way to the end and you've passed your intermediate goal and you've gotten pretty close. You know, celebrate those goals. Celebrate at the end. Once you get to the end of the month. That's when the reflection comes. You know, what went well? Oh my gosh, I wrote a thousand, at least a thousand words a day. That's amazing. Like if you think about it, a thousand words a day, 365 days a year is a George R.R. R. Martin book. And you went ahead and <laughs> did the one thing that that man cannot do, which is finish another <laughs> book, right? Um, then you can look at it as what went wrong. Okay, 
I could do a thousand words, but man, it was really stressful every day. I was up super late. I was just kind of cranking out, you know, garbage at the end of the day. And I don't feel it was high quality. Okay. Well, maybe 750 words is a really a lot better goal for me. Um, you know, what type of improvements are need that are needed? Maybe I have the wrong writing setup or I had the wrong tools or, you know, your young, young learner could say at the end of the month, you know, it was really good, but I, I always felt like, um, my charcoal wasn't the best. Okay, maybe we need to invest in better charcoal for your drawings. And, oh, you know, it was hard because I wasted a lot of time because I was drawing my comic and my graphic novel and I was having to make the frames all the time. Is there like a frame template thing that I could print out? Or is there something that I can, you know, some tool that I can do that can save me some time? I felt like I was, you know, chewing through about half hour worth of my time just in setup when I could have just been doing my my graphic novel or whatever it might be. Um, finally, and you know, what did I learn about myself? You know, did I feel stressed doing these type of challenges? Do I need to go a lot less or do I feel like, man, I was able to do this pretty easily. Maybe I could do a lot more. Um, you know, reflecting on how that experience went can help you towards generating those good habits and understanding how you can, you know, embrace a challenge that then can go beyond that. So the that goes right into the next part, which is, can I continue this habit of writing every single day beyond this? Well, can I maintain this pace? Well, 1,700 words a day is a pretty tough pace. I know Stephen King writes about 2,000 words a day. I think that's his historic number that he always says he writes about 2,000 a day. I know there are some romance writers that write a lot more than that. I think there's a famous Nora Roberts daily writing um where she summarized what she writes on a daily basis. And I think she's a couple, about a thousand words a day. And I'll, I'll go ahead and post it. She that. writes for like eight hours a day, I think, every day. That's but, her thing. But what she produces out of that is about a thousand, maybe 2,000 yeah. words a day. It's 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 pretty impressive. And I'll go ahead and link that one in the show notes. It's a wonderful read um, that if you have a young writer who's maybe upper elementary, middle school, high school level, it'd be really cool for them to read that because that's what a professional writer looks like on a daily basis. And it's very inspiring, but also kind of scary because it's a full-time job for her you know it's not something she does for an hour or two a day i think the really important thing with all this is that that your your learner finds something that they're really passionate about i mean for all of the writers who are participating in nanowrimo or whatever creative endeavor they're they're doing for this month challenge it has to be something that you're really passionate about so that you you want to put in that time. It can't be an assignment, I don't think. It's no. got to be, it's a it's a self-assignment, right? It's a, it's a goal, something that you feel intrinsically motivated, your learner feels intrinsically motivated to do, to work on. Yeah. Because I, that otherwise you won't have the sense of achievement. First of all, you won't want to do it. Yeah. You won't keep up with it. There won't, that achievement won't be felt at the end when you get to, you reach a goal that you didn't think was possible. A lot of times with these type of daily goals, especially with writing, you hear a lot of the, there's a lot of people who talk about writing every single day and that it's very difficult to do that. And then, and the big push is like, if you want to be a writer, a really good writer, you should try to write every single day and not everything you write every day is going to be wonderful. And I I can attest that (laughs) sometimes it's garbage, but you got your words in there and they always talk about the muse, the muse coming down. And I think, uh, I think his name is Stephen Pressfield. And he, he wrote a bunch of famous books, you know, Legend of Bagger Vance. And he wrote, um, I think he wrote Hot Gates, which was the, uh, the historical fiction of the, um, the Spartans at Therm- Thermopylae. And he's, he's a very famous writer and he's written a lot of great books. 
And he always talked about, I think in one of his books, he talked about the muse is always checking in on you and she, she wants to see that you're working and she'll come one day and give you all this wonderful idea. She'll give you the Moby Dick, but she wants to see you working every single day and she's always checking in on you. And that's kind of the joke within the writer's community that they want to see you working towards a goal. And, and writing doesn't always have to be sitting down at a computer, pounding out dialogue. Sometimes it's thinking about the story. There's a lot of people who will use that time to plan, you know, chapters or plan scenes or think about, you know, the effort that they're going into. If they're, you know, writing about historical figures or um, you're writing about short stories or you're doing fan fiction or you're, you're just writing every single day, the act of writing is like a muscle that needs to be trained. Um, and, if, and you will see the improvement if you are working consistently, you know, every single day or working towards that goal every single day, um, you see the greatest gains. Um, whenever I like step away for 30 or 40 days and I come back, it's always very hard to get started again. And it's like, kind of like learning to ride a bike again. And you feel like, oh, I feel awkward in this keyboard and the words don't look right and all this type of stuff. So definitely think about coming to the table every single day with a writer's mindset, especially, and these challenges really help you kind of cultivate that. Is, is this a sustainable thing for me to continue? Is what you said, is this something that I enjoy doing? Is this something that is really fun, fun to me? I find that the writing challenges really bring out the best, um, in, in me, uh, when I'm doing my writing, because it, it's, it really keeps me focused on the ball. Um, as opposed to just kind of meandering, oh, I'm writing 200 words a day. I'm writing 300 words a day. We're having the writing challenges really keeps the nose to the grindstone and says, I've got to finish this thing. I got to work on this thing. I got a goal to get to the end. Um, I like that. It keeps the focus. It keeps all the laser beams pointed in the right direction. Last thing, when you're doing any type of challenge like this, especially a writing challenge, um, the best thing is to track your progress. We talked about, you know, people posting how many words they're, they're at and, and all this type of stuff. Tracking your progress is important. Um, I, I hear the same thing in like working out and weightlifters. They will have these notebooks where they could go back a year, two years, and they could say, oh yeah, on May 5th, um, that day I'd had, I did a legs day and I did this many squats and here were my weights and here's, here's how many reps I did and all this type of stuff. The same thing applies to writers, you know, keeping the track of what you're doing, knowing that you are continuously showing up and, and you're putting in the work and you're doing doing the hard work, is it, are you showing up every day? Tracking is the best thing you can do. Like for example, I use an app called Strides, and I have a yearly writing goal of like a hundred thousand words, and for me that's two short novels, about twenty short stories, whatever I want it to be for that year. It's about a hundred thousand words. And that, and I, it breaks that up across 365 days and every single day I've got to come and bring 300 words, right? And for me, 300 words is 30 minutes of writing and 30 minutes of writing with, you know, the busy schedule of doing the podcast, raising two, two young girls, um, doing all the homeschooling, running around all the errands. That's something I can do on a daily basis. Um, and I love to track that. Now you don't have to spend a lot of money on these apps. You can just use Excel. Google Sheets works, just a Word document that where you're keeping your total words for the day. Super easy to use, Notepad. Um, there are writing apps that you can use as well. NaNoWriMo has their own editing tool where they will track how many words you're writing on a daily basis and kind of plot that over 
um, over time and you can see how productive you are and you say, oh, you know, I'm really productive during the work week, but I'm really bad on the weekends. And well, that's because I'm busy on the weekends, you know, whatever that might be, you can start to see your writing habits um, in real time. There are other websites, um, 750words.com, writeordie.com kind of has a fun little motivation. If you don't meet your writing goal in a certain amount of time, like, I don't know, spiders come onto your screen and stuff like that and you're trying to survive, it kind of gamifies the writing, but it keeps you kind of motivated that you need to finish. Um, one thing that I always like to do is do a lot of writing sprints. Um, these tend to be about 25 to 30 minutes long. And I use the kind of Pomodoro method. And I have a, a link here for the pomofocus.io is something that I use, which is, it just sets a timer, it's 25 minutes, it sits in the tab of your browser and you can see the timer. And when the timer's up, you can take a break for five minutes and then you can come back and sit down for another 25 minutes and then you do, you do your writing sprint. And in that 25 minutes, that is all you work on. You're not allowed to be bothered. You can't get up, go get a drink. You can't be checking Facebook or anything like that. You have to really be focused. And I think it's like a, the mascot, Pom Pomodoro is Italian for a tomato. So it's a tomato timer is, is kind of what they do, but it's a 25 minutes on five minutes rest. And I tend to do two writing sprints um, and I use the timer to help guide me. So that's another way to kind of keep the focus, get the work done. You know, um, another one is there's kind of these writing groups. All, I've, I've seen them around here in the Seattle area, but it's called shut up and write. A lot of times people, when they get together, they, they start yabbering and they start talking and, and they get distracted and two hours goes by and their, they, their writing time has disappeared. Right. And these are groups that get together. They're not allowed to talk to each other, but they all sit down next to each other and they all do their writing. So the only thing you hear is like, click, 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 click as people are typing and it kind of motivates you to, you know, get your work done. Um, so anyway, as we wrap up the writing month, um, we hope that you can maybe think about using writing challenges um, with your learners, your young learners, as a way to help cultivate kind of our daily writing habit, if that's something that you guys are looking to do with your, your young learners, um, doing journals, doing um, diary work, doing short stories, you know, graphic novels, whatever, whatever your learner loves to do when it comes to writing, using a writing challenge and, and kind of leveraging that with a national writing challenge that is supported, you know, in libraries and in your local community is a great way to, I think, to help motivate your young learner uh, to be part of a bigger community of writers and to kind of have aspirations to being a better writer and, and using this time period. So as we get to the end of, of August here and we're into September and October, these are prime times for you to maybe start thinking about your young learner engaging in this one, this big writing challenge that's coming up in November and thinking about different things that maybe your, your learner might want to do across those 30 days and starting to develop a plan and starting to put things into place that hopefully maybe you guys can use as a, as a great writing challenge. You can be part of the, you know, the, the millions of us who are all trying to struggle and be authors, um, have your kids be part of that, that journey as well, I think is a, is a really cool thing. It's a, it's a wonderful writing challenge and I hope you guys can look into it and, and maybe try to inspire your, your young learners to, uh, to, to a better writing future. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!